Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Christian Podcast. At Faith Christian, our purpose is to help people find and follow Jesus. For more information about Faith Christian, check out our website, fccnp.org, or stop by on a Sunday morning. We'd love to meet you. Now we hope you enjoy this recent teaching from Faith Christian Church. Happy New Year to you. Great to see you this morning. Great to begin the new year. Uh, one of the young men in our church this morning said to me on the way in, said, you know, there's just something right about New Year's Day falling on a Sunday. Because it just kind of sets the, the whole theme of the year, kind of puts it in balance. And I, I couldn't agree more. What a great way for us to begin 2023 together uh, by standing together, offering our hearts and voices and words and mind to God in, in worship and in adoration of who he is and what he's done and to spend this time together. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for making a, this uh, a part of your uh, holiday weekend. Um, I, I've got a little, just a little piece I want to kick off with. And I've I, I got to be honest, I don't remember who wrote this. This is not my words. I stole these. I love them. But I want to just kind of begin um, our New Year conversation um, with these words, uh, the writer, I think it was Brian Zahn, but I, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't note it, so I apologize. But here's what he wrote. Christmas for consumers is over. Christmas for Christians has just begun. For us, this one day resets the calendar. The birth that we've celebrated begins the rebirth of all creation. The historical nativity changes everything for everyone, forever. And so, we take the flickering flame from Bethlehem and start lighting fires throughout the land. We arise, in the words of Bruce Cockburn, who said, to kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. In the stale hangover of the morning after, we open wide the windows. Everything is beginning. Everything is new. Anything just became possible. It's time to relaunch our projects, renew our dreams, proclaim again good news to the poor, bad news to the other lot, that another king has come. God said through the prophet Isaiah, see, I am doing a new thing. So happy new year. You know, we hit New Year's Day, a lot of us usually, we begin to think about what it is I'm going to do in the new year. What is it that I'm going to do? But this year, instead of trying to focus on what I'm going to do, what you're going to do, I want to challenge you this morning. Let's make this new year about what we are willing to let God do through us. What are we willing to let God do in our lives, in, in our homes, and in, in our church? What are we willing to let God do in us and through us? What are we willing to surrender to God so that he can move and work, that we can be his hands and feet, that we can love this community better than we did last year. What I want to do today is provide you just a very practical prayer, a daily prayer that I'm going to challenge you to pray every day this year as we walk through this brand new year today, throw all 365 days in front of us. You've already, I don't know, we've already wasted 10 hours and 20 minutes of it, all right? So I'm gonna challenge you to pray uh, this prayer every day. So if you've got something you can take notes on, you wanna pull out a piece of paper, you gotta get your phone out, get your notes out, I wanna challenge you to make this your prayer this year. There's only, there's eight simple, simple lines I wanna challenge you to pray this year. And it all begins with this idea, because it's a prayer of surrender. So maybe when you pray this prayer, you'd stick your hands up like the, like the cowboys in the movies. I surrender, I surrender, right? Stick your hands up to God and say, God, I surrender 
God, I am not going to live, I'm going to live life to its fullest, then I recognize that I cannot hold on to my life on my own. So therefore, God, please, and here's the first one. Here's your first prayer. Therefore, God, please take control. Again, it's a prayer of surrender. God, please take control of my thoughts. Take control of my thoughts. I must become aware of what occupies my thought life. In those idle moments, when you know you're just vegging out, you're not thinking about anything, you're not doing anything, you've got a few minutes to just decompress a minute, where do your thoughts turn in those moments? Let's ask God to be in control of what and how we think. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we take captive, I love that word, hold on to it, we take captive, see what I did there, it's a pun, captive, hold on to it, see what I did there, you with me? All right, hey, this is going to be a long year if you're not going to laugh at my jokes, all right, take captive, hold on to that, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, seriously, pay attention to that word captive, that's a military word. In the original language, Greek, which is what most of the New Testament was written in, in the Greek language, the word that we get translated captive is a military word that literally means to be taken by the spear. It's a soldier word. It's captive. There's force implied in this statement. God, what we're saying here is, God, I'm giving you control of my thought life, of what goes on up in, in the kepi here. I give you control of my thought life. But if, God, if I fail to give you control... If I fail to surrender my thoughts to you, God, I'm giving you permission to take it by the spear, to take it captive, to take it by force if necessary. So what this might mean for you is you got to turn off the phone. you got to click off the computer. You might need to limit the number of minutes you spend on your social media pages. You might need to turn off Fox News or MSNBC because chances are those, those stimuli are what are controlling your thoughts. And we want God to control our thoughts. So God, we, take, we want you to take captive, take by force if necessary. God, please control my thoughts. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul writes this. As a matter of fact, read this one out loud with me, would you? Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, he goes on, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. There's our goal. God, please take control of my thoughts. Here's the second prayer. God, please take control of my wallet. Now, this one's a little harder to pray, isn't it? But Jesus talked about money more than he talked about any other single topic. Do you know why? Because Jesus knows how much we love it, how much we love our money. That's why he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Oh God, please take control of my wallet. Now hold on to that one for a second because the next one, next prayer, may be even harder. God, please take control of my time. This one might even be more valuable to you than your money, isn't it? You know, 2023 is going to bring a lot of demands for your time. But each of us will only have 8,760 hours. We're already, again, we're already down about 10 and a half this year. The psalmist writes, Psalm 39, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. In Psalm 90, the psalmist writes, 70 years are given to us. Some may even reach 80, but even the best of these years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we are gone. When you're young, 70 or 80 sounds like such a long, long time, doesn't it? 
In fact, I can remember, I can remember when I thought that 50 was ancient. And then I turned 50 last year, and that doesn't seem so old at all to me anymore. <laughs> it's all rel rather relative, isn't it? For example, time, you know, time is relative. For two young teenagers, a couple of 17, 18-year-olds, sitting out in the car one night just talking they're in love they're just talking they love each other so much they're just talking in the car you know a couple of hours sitting in that car in the driveway for them that's a just a blink of the eye isn't it but for mom and dad who are sitting inside wondering what the heck's going on out in that car that's one or two hours is a long long time isn't it that's an eternity the psalmist also tells us to number our days so that we will develop a heart of wisdom many of us play a little game through our all the way through our lives of i wish it were i wish it were i wish it were next week i wish it were next month i wish it were summer already i wish it were something kids go to school boy i wish this day were over kids start back to school on tuesday boy i wish it were summer break already i wish it were gary freeman tells this great great anecdote about this girl who goes off to college and she just hated it she, just, she was miserable the whole time she was in college, but she told herself, if I can ever just get out of college and get married and have children, I know then, then I will finally be able to enjoy my life. So she stuck with it, and she went to classes every day, and finally she graduated from college. Then she got married, and then she had children, and she discovered that children are a lot of work. <laughs> so she told herself, if, you know, if I can just get these kids raised, if I can just get them grown up, and then, then I'll be able to relax. I'll be able to really enjoy my life. But about the time that kids were entering high school, her husband said, guess what? We don't have enough money to send the kids to college. I guess you're going to have to get a job. Well, she didn't want to get a job, but she knew he was right, and they needed the money, so she went to work, and, well, she just hated it. But she said to herself, if I can just get these kids out of college and get all the bills paid, then, then I can quit my job and I can really enjoy life. Well, finally, the last child graduated from college and all the bills were paid. So she walked into her boss's office and she said, I quit. He said, oh, no, 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 you don't want to do that. If you quit now, you don't want to quit now. If you stay with us for just eight more years, you're going to have a pension. You'll be set for the rest of your life. Well, she thought, well, I really don't want to work another eight years, but there's all that money there, and, and really, I can't turn down the opportunity. So she worked for eight more years until finally she and her husband retired at the same time, and they sold their home and bought a little retirement cottage. And they sat down on the swing on the front porch, and they looked at the family picture album, and they remembered the good times, the good old days. Someone said, life is what happens to you while you're making plans to do something else. Scripture says it like this in Ephesians 5. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Now, I put time after money on purpose. I learned a long time ago, and one of my professors in Bible college taught me this. Show me your checkbook and show me your calendar and I'll tell you what's most important to you. You show me where you spend your money and you show me where you spend your time and I can tell you what's most important to you. God, please take control of my time. Here's the fourth prayer. I please take control 
of my stress. Take control of my stress. We live overly stressed out, crazily busy lives. We are bombarded with concerns, both personal and global. We are always on the go. We are always worrying, always on the phone, always rushing. You get the picture. You live it too. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just give that stress away? Or even just some of that stress away? Wouldn't it be nice if someone would take the worry from you? Well, listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus' words. Come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. What a promise. He goes on, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For some of you who are living life and at an obscene pace right now, consumed with worry, consumed with busyness, this might be the most important thing that you could hear right now. Jesus says, I'll take your stress. I'll take your worry. I'll take that burden, and I will give you rest. God, would you please take control of my stress and my worry and reveal this promise to me. Give me your rest. Here's the fifth prayer. God, please, please take control of my tongue. I love the old line. I've shared this with some of you before, but the old line is, many a man's tongue has bloodied his nose. Yeah, think about that for a second. Here's what James says, James chapter 3. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a whole forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Oh, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. You can't control your tongue. James just told us to, right there in the New Testament. You can't control it. So since we know we can't control it, let's just go ahead and surrender it. Let's just go ahead and surrender control of our tongue to God, and maybe, just maybe, it won't get us in trouble this year. Let's surrender control of our tongues so that our mouths will be used for blessing God and building each other up. So often we use our tongues, and dare I say also our thumbs, on our devices to tear others down. So God, take control of our tongues so that we won't gripe, that we won't complain, we won't argue, we won't disparage, we won't gossip about, we won't cut down, we won't break down, we won't burn, we won't bicker with anybody. Watch your words, even your constructive criticism. Is it done out of love? Is it done with a spirit of love? I like how one preacher put it. He, he says, become a member of the compliment club. The compliment club. He suggests purposely, intentionally, putting your tongue to good use by going out of your way to give other people compliments. Everyone, 
the server at lunch, your spouse, your kids, your son, your kids, your kids, teachers, your, the, kids, the, the, the folks that volunteer in our kids' ministry and work with your children at church, the UPS guy, the people who volunteer their time to serve you in the community and at your church. And when you're done offering those compliments to other people, then thank God for that person and for the influence and impact they have in your life. There used to be a sign over, uh, up the road where my wife works at Tuskegee Valley Middle School. They used to have a sign that hung in the hallways. It says this, think before you post, and they ask these questions. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it informative? Is it necessary? And is it kind? That's a pretty good, pretty good rule of thumb to live by before we spout off of the tongue or the thumb. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it informative? Is it necessary? Is it kind? God, please take control of my tongue. Here's number six. God, please take control of my hands. My hands. You know, we talk a lot around here at Faith Christian about finding your place of service either in or through the church. We talk about making our community a better place. See, your role in the kingdom of God, your role as a part of the kingdom of God is not observer. It's servant. It's helper. So let's get our hands dirty this year, serving each other making this body, this, this family, this, this part of the kingdom of God, this movement of God's people that meet together in this place, the best that it can be. Let's get our hands dirty serving this wonderful community that we live in called Tuscarawas County, making this county, this town that we live in a better place because we're here getting our hands dirty because God has, we have surrendered our, the control of our hands to God. We're allowing him to work in us and through us. Mark chapter 10, Jesus says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Oh God, please take control of my hands and help me get them dirty this year as I serve you and serve those around me. Here's number seven. God, please take control of my heart. Take control of my heart. My prayer for this church, I hope you've noticed but every Sunday for about a year and a half, when I step here before I preach, my prayer for you in this church has been, God, teach us how to love better. God, teach us how to love better. I want that to be your prayer this year too. So will you just go ahead and pray this out loud with me? Just make it personal. Just say it. God, teach me how to love better. Say it again. God, teach me how to love better. I want that to be your prayer this year. God, take control of my heart so that I can love the people around me better. The people I work with. The people I live with. The people I go to church with. The people that are in my classroom. The people that live on my street. The people... God, teach me to love better even the people that I don't think I like. You know those people, right? The people you don't think that you like. You know the people that vote differently than you do. Or the people who speak a different language than you do. Or are the people who live a different lifestyle than you do? The people in a different economic situation than you are? God, teach me how to love better. Here's the last one, number eight. God, please take control of my, and I left this one blank on purpose. Because that's for you to fill in. Because as you pray, pray this prayer, this surrender prayer on a regular basis this year, there will inevitably be something in your life something that is going on that you at that moment in that prayer that you need to surrender to god so whatever that is that's where you put that prayer you surrender that right here on this last one god take control of my and then you fill in the blank 
and then we conclude our prayer like this God I'm totally yours and God I acknowledge you as the owner and the operator of my life and I completely surrender control of my life to you oh Lord please help us to use the 8,760 hours of 2023 in the wisest way that we can for you and for your glory. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and let me pray for you. And as I do so, I'm going to ask our communion team to go ahead and take their places to get ready to serve communion to us. And as you sit there with your head bowed, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I'm going to ask you to, to stick your hands out in front of you, just palms up, this is a posture of receiving. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing for you today. And I want you to be in a position, a posture, where you could receive this blessing. So just, if, you want to, if you're willing to play along with me, just stick your hands out, palms up, as if someone were giving you a gift. And let me pray this prayer of blessing for you, and then we'll share communion together today. So during this new year, during this 2023, may you have enough happiness to keep you sweet. May you have enough trials to keep you strong. May you have enough sorrow to keep you human. May you have enough hope to keep you happy. Enough failure to keep you humble. Enough success to keep you eager. May you have enough friends to bring you comfort. May you have enough wealth to meet your needs. May you have enough enthusiasm to make you look forward to tomorrow. And may you have enough determination to make each day better than the day before. Oh God, teach us to live wisely in this year ahead. I pray in the name of Jesus.